will come out, will come to play. Just for recreation's sake, to pass the time away. Lots of fun, heaps of fun, enjoy yourself today. North Melbourne boys are hard to beat when they come out to play. So join in the chorus, sing it one and all. Join in the chorus, North Melbourne's on the ball. Good old North Melbourne, the champions you'll agree. Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Stern Look. I'm Kangaroos Forever. For today's historical show, we have Brad Scott's biggest fan. Welcome, Quiff. <laughs> uh, good evening, guys. Good to have you on. Also tonight, we have the ever-reliable Jay-Z. Welcome. Thank you. Fresh from his visit to the mountains of Tibet, we have Only Forwards. How are we, boys? Good, mate. Good. And our final panellist is currently waiting in the bushes in, at Brad Scott's house for a crowbar in a pair of his... Fake Ugg boots, we have the evergreen Philly Roo. Hi, everyone. Good to be here. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh, dear. Um... Still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, uh, for tonight's show, we're going to have to obviously change things up for the normal structure, which is fine. I think everyone expected that due to the events of Wednesday morning. There'll be no club discussion or thumbs up or thumbs down, which is quite evident. With the decision not to renew the contracts of Faridale, Nicky Dale, Harvey and Petrie taking centre stage of the podcast. I know that Philly has a few words to say, but I'd like to start off with getting only Ford's opinion. Did we make the right decision? We made a hard decision. Whether or not it's the right one, probably yet to be. I think that it's been coming and you've been in denial, or people have been in denial that it has been because of how he's been playing. But I've been preparing myself for Boomer to be hanging up the boots for years now. So knowing that it's that it's coming and it's looming, um, could he have played on? Yes. Do I understand why they why they've made the deepest cut first? Yes, I do. I think that this gives them the ability to have no sacred cows in the list. There is no there's no one on the list in 2017 that anybody can point to and say, well, you know. This bloke gets it better than I do, or this bloke uh, gets special treatment or anything like that because we're cutting the bloke that has pulled on the jumper more than anyone else. I mean, it hurts. It's 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 sad, but you know, um, it was always going to happen, regardless of how the the media side of it was handled, which was rushed clearly. Um, but there was always going to be angst when it final when the when it finally came out this year, next year it was it's it was still coming. Philly. Yeah, I mean it's been a it's been a really really hard couple of days, and I think that's been uh, made even more hard by reading some of the uh, the crap posting on Facebook, Twitter, and also on uh, on some of the big footy stuff. I mean, people talking about ringing up and cancelling their memberships and not signing up next year. I worked I actually worked with a guy today that I've never met before who's a tells me he's a big North Melbourne fan and showed me his membership yesterday and told me that he'll never, ever buy another North Melbourne membership because of what they've done to Boomer. And that the, the idea of that just seems so far over the top, it's, it's not funny. I mean, get, getting to the crux of it, I think it's the right decision long-term for the football club, but it, it hurts so much because we all, we all know how good he still is and how good he would still be next year and what that does for the for the kids that he, that, you know, the young guys that he plays with, the draftees that come in, the example that he sets and, and, and all those things. But it's, I, I think the club in the long term is going to be better for it. 
and I hope they are. I mean, the the next problem we're going to have is people are saying, you know, the, the Jaeger and Mira thing that we're going to probably get into later. James Rayshaw said yesterday on radio that we're going to try to build through the draft. Well, if we go and get Jaeger O'Meara, it's going to be a, at, at least a first-round draft pick. They want two first-round draft picks, or we're going to have to blow up our list to go and get these early draft picks to, to give to Gold Coast. I mean, it's it's. I think the proof of whether we've made the right decision or the wrong decision is going to be going to be no more in a couple of years when we see what we what we get out of this. Do we do we blow the list up completely now, or do we? I mean, my argument today with someone was, and I love Daniel Wells, but if if we're going to get rid of Boomer, then why are we keeping Daniel Wells? Can someone explain that to me? I suppose because, the bigger question is if 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 we were going to get rid of Wells, why don't we get rid of him when West Coast came knocking? Imagine Gaff in our side. Yeah, I, I understand that too. But in saying that, we we didn't know that Wells was going to have the injuries that he's had over the last couple of years, and we did make two preliminary finals. So. The, the the list build that North went through, although we didn't win a grand final, we put ourselves in a position to be in a grand final. We put ourselves in a position to, to play that, that week before the grand final and, and if we get a bit of luck on the day or if we didn't get the umpire and we got against West Coast or we didn't get the injuries we got this year, you know, things could have been different. I think that the key to building a good list and, and being a good coach is is putting your team in the best possible position to be able to, to be there at the end of September and well, now it's the start of October for the grand final. But I, I, I think keeping Wells then was the right decision. But if, if we could get a second or third round draft pick for Daniel Wells now, and we've shown that getting rid of Boomer is what we wanted to do, I, I think, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand why we keep Wells if we get rid of Boomer. I don't, I don't get that. Quiv? Um, yeah, um, as I've said numerous times that thread, I'm, I'm furious at this decision. I think the biggest thing that pisses me off is the the way it was announced was briefly touched on before by only forwards. It was announced we announced the four hundred and thirty game AFL games record holder was going to be delisted by a fucking tweet. And I just think that's ridiculous. Uh the fact he couldn't call time on his own career as well. But a tweet and he wasn't even there at a press conference or anything to talk about it. Understandably he's uh he might have said some things he didn't want to say, you know. He only found out 24 hours before that. And I think the whole way it was handled was just a complete and utter lack of respect, not just to Boomer, but to all of them, but mainly, of course, to Boomer. I think my biggest problem with it, Quib, is that they grouped them together. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't, on the first point about Boomer calling time on his own career, if they left it for Boomer to call time on his own career, he'd be playing with his son. Like, he's, he's not calling time on his own career. He... he he loves playing. He's fitter than he's ever been. He looks better than he's ever looked. He and he, without being silly, he could play for at least another two, maybe three seasons. The way he's going, I mean, someone said today if he was 23 years old and had the stats that he's had this year, people would be signing him up for five years. So, mm-hmm. I, I understand that, but I, I think that the grouping the four of them together. I mean, what what's been lost is that we're not really no one. I mean, Petrie and Ferrito and Dell. I think all three of them were done. But yeah. there's. In any other season, if a 300-game champion of the club like Drew Petrie was retiring, there'd be an outpouring of, of love for the guy. And so it's been, this, this is what gets me as well. We don't it's just been lose lost. The, the player that has played the most games for us. We lose the player that's played the second most games for us as well. Yeah. Yep. I was going to pull you up on that before when you mentioned that we're losing our games record holder. It's, it's one and two, and it's kind of... Um, indicative of the whole situation that this has just become about Boomer and the other three mm. guys have been completely forgotten and that really sucks for the terrific servants that 
that Petri and Frudo especially have been, but also Del Santo for three years. They just we're not even talking about them because of the boomer controversy. Yeah, uh, it is, and I'm sure nobody means any disrespect to any of the other three. But let's be honest, they're cooked. Boomer has easily got at least another year. In, you know, barring any injuries, God knows how long he can play for. He's he's a freak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it might be time for the other three, and I think the general consensus is that it is. But it doesn't mean that they don't deserve, you know, a bit of fanfare and a goodbye. And, and that oh, seems no. like it's going to get lost because of this. I mean, in reality, what they probably should have done, <laughs> move this a week ago and do the Ferrito dow Petri ones a week ago. And, and then this week, you could have done the Boomer one. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just think they, they, by grouping the four of them together, you, you've, what you've, what you've lost is you, you've lost the, the focus being on the other three guys who, who are freaking champions. And, and you've also, it, it feels like we've disrespected the real champion of our football club. I just, I don't, I don't so much mind about the tweet thing. I think, I think basically what happened is they, they told the players, they expected the players to do a press conference. Then the players got together and said, we're not doing it because we're not in the right frame of mind to do it. Yeah. And like Boomer said today in his Facebook post, then it's not because they're angry. They're just, they just they don't know. They're not ready to speak about it. And it, so the club was left in a spot where what do they do then? I mean, if they if the, there's four players, I mean, some what some Collingwood guy, I think it was, posted on, you know, on a big footy page yesterday morning that all four of them are going to be retiring and there's going to be an announcement later today. So it had already got out to some Collingwood yeah. supporter who's friends with God knows who. Yeah, so if, if they if that. they hadn't if they hadn't have announced it yesterday, it was going to so come out anyway, guys. Like, and and the fact that the players did want to speak, well, what do you do? Like, I'll take yeah. a tweet from the club on the official Twitter account over some gutter snipe like Mark Stevens going and shitting all over it. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I'd, Imagine I mean, if this had been broken by Barrett. How much yeah. worse would that have been? I think that speaks all... to Barrett standing at North Melbourne Football Club because 10 years ago yeah. he, he <laughs> had the inside word at everything that happened at North and now he doesn't get shit because they won't talk yeah, to him. I wonder. But I, I, I think when this initially came out, I had those same sort of feelings of this feels wrong and, it, and it's sort of bitter and we should not be announcing on the club website or in a tweet or whatever that the game's record holder is... Well, we haven't actually said he's retiring, but that his 21-season career at North is over. But once they'd told the players and the rumour mill had already started to spin, there wasn't a whole lot of choice. Like, it's come out since that all four players were offered the chance to announce it themselves, to do their press conference and whatever, and all four of them said no. What was the club left to do? The only way that I think this could have been handled better was for the decision which as we've said before, feels rushed and whatnot because all four of them have said, I want to know if this is going to be my last game in Melbourne. If they hadn't made this decision five weeks ago, it could have been a hell of a lot better handled. True. The fact that they've made it basically this week, presumably, told the players on Tuesday, had to announce it publicly on Wednesday, that's where a lot of the angst, I think, is coming from. Yeah. If they had made this decision five weeks ago, told the guys... They had some time to process it, announce their retirement um, or whatever they want to do, whether they want to go on or whatever. And then we had a couple of weeks to get ready for this. You know, this might be the last time we see the guy we've been watching for 21 years, plus two other blokes we've been watching for 15 years. It, it might have been a lot more palatable. I mean, and I mean, the other thing is, in isolation, if it was one of them, and if, I mean, if, we, if we'd never picked up Dal 
And if Petrie had retired last year and if, and if we were on top of the ladder and Boom was still going and we sent out a, a tweet about Michael Fredo retiring, no one would have batted an eyelid. The fact that it was, that it was four of them all at the same time, I think that just, uh, and also obviously the, the fact, the Boomer factors huge in this. And I mean, the, the, the biggest cringeworthy moment of the last couple of days for me was Boomer's dad speaking to the Channel 7 or whoever he spoke to. I, I, I just, if he had his time over again, he wouldn't have done that, surely. Did any more come of that? No. You're, you're talking about that tweet, yeah? Yeah. On the radio um, station? Yeah. Well, then he, he was on, I think he was on, he was on one of the news, I can't remember which one it was, one of the news channels last night. And he looked angry and upset and, you know, it, it just would have been, <laughs> it would have been best had he not said anything. But I mean, I don't know if anyone you can't saw the blame t- him though. Like some opportunity know, journalist called him just after he'd got the call from Boomer. He was obviously don't take emotional. The call. Don't take the call. Boomer, I, I mean, Boomer said to him, "Don't tell anyone. Don't talk about it." He said, "Boomer told me not to tell anyone." And <laughs> and obviously, once it had been announced, and that was no longer valid. But you just got to. I mean, it just <laughs> that that created this real storm. I mean, at the interview this morning. From the manager, that is it, Castle. Is that how you pronounce his name? He um he spoke really well, and he really threw a bucket of cold water over SEN because SEN have been trying to pump this up like nothing else. And um yeah, I mean David King went over the top. I don't know if anyone heard the Wayne Carey interview today, did they? Yeah, um he's added to that as well. He's basically said that there's a few players that should be traded alongside them. Yeah, but the other, I mean, the interesting part for me about the Wayne Carey interview on Triple M today, Billy Brownless interviewed him. He um he he really slammed David King. Really, really slammed him. And uh and said if David King was a true North Melbourne person, he wouldn't have said the things he said about the club in the last twenty four hours. And then but then the the good thing about it for all us people that that love Wayne Carey, he started really he started referring to North Melbourne as we. He said, you know, you know, we're going to finish eight. We're not out of the finals yet. You know, there's still some things that we can achieve this year. And it's, geez, it made you feel good hearing Wayne say that. Cause don't, you know, how he normally refers to us as the kangaroos and it sort of grates yeah. on a lot of people. But the fact that he, he referred to, to his football club as we was, uh, was, was quite refreshing, but he really slated King. He gave him a massive slap. Well, Kenny is, you know, he's a loving or hating character, and I think that's generally reflected on the board. He's gone out of his way a number of times to distance himself from being a North man to try and make it appear like he's not biased or whatever, and that he wants to settle up to the players when the siren goes and give high fives and bum taps, and it's just very fake, and it's a bit rubbish for me. So I reckon that if if Boom had gone on at North... Mm. And he'd had the year that Petrie had this year. King would have savaged us as to he's gone on oh, too yeah. long. Yeah. Yeah. No, you should have cut it off here. They all would have. That's the great hypocrisy of the media. It's the great hypocrisy of big footy, of everything. All year they've been saying, oh, you know, you're too old. Why have you got all these old, over 30 players? Blah, 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 blah. You can't make the hard calls. Then we make a hard call and they go, oh, what are you doing? You're too hard and too savage and all this shit. You can't win. No. I mean, and like I said, I, my initial post once I, it all sort of settled in and Quiv, you asked me for my, for my, uh, for my calm opinion, was, <laughs> I mean, I guess you've got to be a little bit proud of the club. I mean, you can be, we can be all angry, we can all be upset and we're going to miss Boomer like maybe no other player that I can remember. I mean... All of them, though. But, but he, I but, know, oh, but especially Boomer. But I think... 
you've got to be a little bit proud of the balls they've shown here. They've, they, they could be taking a massive step backwards. And it, it, it's a bright, it's a really brave call. Really, really brave. And I think it, it, it shows a lot of foresight. I mean, Brad Scott, I, I really like, and I've said it before, but he, he's putting his job on the line here because if they drop next year with a new president and, a, you know, a couple of new heads on the board and, and also because of the, um, the angst that's gone on over this, I think people will be really, really calling for his head, but he, uh, he's definitely, I think, doing the right thing for the football club. Fuck, mate. Um, they call for his head when we finish eighth. What are they going to do if we finish tenth? Well, but, but I guess the other side of that is now you can say we're rebuilding. That's right. And then we can say on Bigfoot, you've got all the best youth, all, the, all that lovely crap that you spedded in class. I don't want to go back into those conversations. Well, I, oh, I mean, they're going to come up. I, I don't think we're going to fall away as much nah. as others we, do. We don't, I mean, we don't bottom out as a club. We're, not, we're too uh, proud we'll to do that. We'll push the finals again next. Well, uh, I guess the, the disclaimer on that is, is what we do with the rest of them. I mean, weight is still up for discussion. I, I wouldn't be shocked if we He's got to go. He's broken. Yeah. Is he though? I mean, that's the thing. It, it, it depends. I, I mean, don't he... think we can know. I, I said it on the, the podcast last week when we talked about list management. No one from outside the club can make a call on weight. No one without inside knowledge knows how good or bad that hip is, and that is completely what the decision rests on. His form in the first half of this year was out of this world. If his hip is right, he absolutely goes on next year. Yeah, I agree trucks, with that. I, he doesn't. I, I, I totally agree with that. Even if he can... If he can show through, I don't know, a medical report or show if he comes back in the first final that um that he's that he's okay, I think he definitely goes on. But if if say he comes back in the first final and he breaks down in the first quarter, well, I think he's done. And that, you know, we, if we lose him and then we're bringing in guys like Durden, who I don't think is ready yet, or McKay, uh, who's definitely not ready yet, we'd have to go with a two two key forward structure. There's yeah, no that, way. That's part of why. That's part of why I think he does go on. I, I the two key forwards being Magic and Brown. And Wood. And Wood. I'm not sure that Wood's a key forward. But yeah, yeah. But yeah. he's a good third tour. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. He'll okay, play yeah. great with Brown and Madge. Oh, you'll love it. Yeah. I mean, the the, the discussion that we're probably going to do, well, we might as well, I don't know if you guys want to do it now, but it's what it's what we do next. I mean, do we do we cut deep and, and try to load up on draft picks? Or do we go after a free agent? Do we... Cut deep this year and go after draft picks, well, and, and then next year when Nate Fife's available, have shite loads of money there ready to rock and roll. Fife has to be our main target. We, so not a, so you, you'd let Amira go. We try for Amira. Um, you can't have both. Amira's. I reckon we can. Amira's not going to cost money. Amira's going to cost the draft pick. That's the problem. Or establish players. Amira oh. just knocked back seven fifty over two years a year. At the Gold Coast, though, which yeah, but that's the obviously Coast. doesn't So, so you, think, yeah. you think you'd think take half that to come to North Melbourne? I think you'll take 500 at, Really? At a Melbourne club. He's going to leave $400,000 on the table. It's 200 a year. No, he'll be on over half a million. I think we've got a lot of money. We, we've got a lot of money in the, in the salary cap. So I think we're fine to pay both. Um, and we're only going to need money to get five. Yeah, I, I'm with you on The draft name. picks are the issues... With getting Omira, I don't think the money's the issue with Omira. So what do you? What do you? What would you be willing going. to give up? You don't think Fife's going? I don't think he's. But shit, I do. Having having said that, I would still stagger it. I would try and get some this year. Have another wave of retirements next year. Have another go at getting a mix of draft picks and and new players. Because really, is 
if you don't get, like, you go into the free agency trade period with however many slots, and we've got at least four already. If things don't happen for whatever reason, you don't want to be replacing players like Burma with fourth or fifth round draft. There's a balance between I want to go hard at the draft and we're wasting our time. But going hard at the draft this year and next year isn't isn't directly replacing Boomer in the team for this year and next year. I mean... No, no. it's not. But in, in terms of the list itself, like, you can only cut so many players per year and still be able to replace them with quality. Like, I, I wouldn't say, you know, Waite's gone, Wells gone, everyone over 30, or Ray and Nahas are rookies, but, you know, you can't cut 15, 20 players in one year and say... No, that's but I don't think anyone's saying cut 15 or 20. But, I mean, like you say, Ray and Nahas are rookies, and that's been a frustration for me reading everyone say, how can they cut Boomer and keep Ray and Nahas? Ray and Nahas are gone. They, they weren't, they were only rookie play. They weren't, they weren't actually taking up a real spot on the list until we copped injury after injury after injury. But, Aaron Ray like, took Max Worms. Let's not exactly. put him in the conversation. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, it, he didn't cost us anything. And, and to be honest, the games that he played, he played pretty well. Without being funny, I mean, he, he did, you know, we could, probably could have played a, a younger guy instead, like a Ryan Clark or... Fordham. Well, yeah, but Fordham's still a rookie, though. That's the thing, we could have upgraded him instead. But is he done... I don't think he's done anything in VFL level, has he? Any game I've seen him play, he's been pretty average. I, oh, think, the, I think he was better last season, to be honest. Just, yeah, I, just on I, form and my own reading. Anyway. Fordham's never done anything. The people, yeah, the majority of people who are calling for Fordham are the ones that are trying to replace Gibson. Yeah. Really, that, that's it. Really is. He he stays on the list just because on top of the four, we're already losing another two in Nahas and Ray. Mm. Cutting another seventh, like Fordham can be handy enough depth as it is. So I'm happy to hang, rookie him for another year. Okay, I've got a question for you. What if O'Meara declares North Melbourne and then David Swallow says, I want to go to North Melbourne as well? No, but I'm we not, can't have both. We can't? No. No, can't, we can't risk two broken players. Really? Two years ago, we picked up Waite and Higgins. Yeah, now they're yeah not, not as big a risk as Waite. You know, Waite was our premiership host. Nonsense, not as big a risk. Way more risk. They were both injury-prone and a lot older. I get, I guess the, gets fit, the, 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 the star of the competition. Swallow and, and, um, one draft Swallow and Amir are going to cost a lot more money than Waite and Higgins as well. Well, not even money. They're going to cost you draft picks, aren't they? I mean, they're contracted players. Oh, well, Amir is not, but he's going to... He's, He's not a free agent, and David Swallow is contracted. So, you, I mean, spitballing, it's going to cost you to get both of them. It's going to be a first this year, probably a first next year, and a Sean Attlee, and maybe a Magic Door. Oh, Attlee's not going anywhere if, if what we're reading on the board was correct, where they've pulled certain players aside and said it's your time to stand up, and Attlee's one of those players. You don't do that if, you're going to, if you haven't. Okay, but if, if O'Meara and David Swallow say we want in. I, I, st- I still don't think that you... They're going to move on at least. I, I just don't see that. No, it'll be more no. so the Hanson or Dawe types that they'll look at in terms of... There's no way Hanson's worth it. And I think Dawe's almost untouchable. I think we've got to keep him. Well, Petrie gone, yeah. And Waite's susceptible to injury. I don't think Dawe's going anywhere because as, as much as his value individually, without Dawe, you have to play Baron the Rock. And yeah, next year, we don't want to play Baron the Rock. He's our number one forward. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So if say we don't go for a mirror or he doesn't come to us, and David Swallow is a bit of a pipe dream anyway. Who else do we look at 
in terms of do we do the draft and just focus on the draft, picking up at the best players we can, trading off maybe one or two players, or do we look at someone from GWS? I think it's for me. It's Omira or bust. If we don't get Omira, I think we just go to the draft and we wait for. I agree. The free agent class of next year. I I agree one hundred percent. If we don't I get Omira, we write the year off. I think there's enough talent coming out of GWS, and I don't want Sassovati to take it all just because he has the inside word on them. This year, you mean there's there's talent every coming out? year. Yeah, but every like who's who, who's coming Silvani out? Silvani did a fantastic job picking up four or five extras last year. He's going to try and do the same thing this year because he knows them all inside out. There is talent flying out of that club, and we should be talking to all of them. Whether it's a Tom so who, who should we be talking to? Well, those two to start with: Tomlinson, Steele. I'd love the the hyphen Hoskin Elliott if he is on the move, as rumoured. There's a lot of talent there, and they can't keep them all. And if we're not talking to all of them, we're insane. Yeah, but the problem is with GWS then. They're almost as bad as Gold Coast to deal with in terms of picks. They demand a lot. See, I think I think what Auburn did you Melbourne, see what they let go last year for nothing to Carlton? Well, I was about to say I think the Melbourne Cup club should collude and just refuse to trade with Gold with Gold Coast and GWS. Yeah, like that will happen. But do, do you know what I mean? Because because unfortunately, what this this trading of of their talent down the path does is it just reloads them with draft picks, so then they can go and get all their their um, academy picks, and they just do, they're going to do, keep reloading and reloading and reloading. I mean, it's it, it, unless it's put to a stop, they're going to be power clubs, especially at GWS. They're going to be impossible to beat in five years' time. I think the, the, their trading power is overstated a bit. Like I can't remember the exact details, but O'Rourke, who was a number two draft pick, went to Hawthorne for F all last year. They let because four or five players. Yeah, but they're not they're not saying every single player we pick with a first round draft pick and they have a hundred of them we're gonna get first round draft picks for and just continually rape the draft. They're not saying that. No, I know, but what and that's, that's what everyone's what saying. Is, though, and, we're, and we're, not, we're gonna give them a go and see if they're any good and if they're not, we're gonna flick them for something. I mean they're not they're not getting rid of any of their good players. Oh well, yeah, here's the list they, of the they Adam blocked. Adam Floor can play. Yeah. yeah, but they didn't get rid of him, he chose to walk. And they went close to losing Cameron from all reports and managed to keep him. Well, and Gold Coast made years? a huge song and dance about getting shitloads for Benel and then letting go for nothing, and there's off-field issues there. But they were making the same song and dance about him that they're making about Amira now, and it's all bluff. Can you no imagine if Amira goes through to the preseason draft and Essendon get him? Oh, no. For free as well. And then they get the number one pick. Oh, that, that's just even more insulting. They're still getting that. That's a joke. Can you imagine Amira going to a club where Guy McKenna is an assistant coach? I can't. No, that's not happening. That's, that's a fair comment. Very yeah, fair but if he goes to the preseason draft, what's he going to do? The same thing that Luke Paul did. All will be in the national draft. Same thing that Chad Wingard did. If These things happen. Me, I'll retire. Like, as, as, I, I admired Gold Coast's statement saying, effectively, screw you, you're 22. You've given us two seasons. You don't get to choose your destination. You're not a free agent. But the reality is players find a way to get where they want to go these days. That's the market. And Gold Coast made a half and a puff last year about Bernal and how much they were willing yeah. to accept and all that sort of shit. And it came down, push came to shove. And they... Yeah. And every club does it. The only club that has actually managed to pull that off, and it hurts me to say this, is Essendon with their sign of dance about Carlisle and St. Kilda ended up falling. Yeah, yeah it's because that's St. Kilda, though. <laughs> And bloody Pelchin. 
Everybody talking. So, do you think making a call now that we will get Omira? Yes or no? Just hypothetically. I, I think, think Omira has told them who he wants to go to. I think the timing is very sus. Yes. Reading between the lines of their statement, Omira has nominated a club. So why would Omira nominate us? That's the Dollars. question. For the same reason David Swallow would, hypothetically. The medical department. For the, the medical? Sean Higgins and Jared Wait did. And I think the culture as well, North has a very positive culture compared to, say, Gold Coast would have, or even Richmond would. 17 clubs have a positive culture. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, in terms <laughs> of the actual... How many players do leave us, really? We don't lose many players. That's just something... I, I completely about. agree with you. I, 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 I know, you're taking the piss out of it. I was taking the piss out of their culture more than still burning out. And you don't have that same weight of expectation. If you went to Richmond or whatever, just say hyper food. It won't happen. Well, you have that pressure Prestier on you. is going to Richmond, and there's no way they can get both. Well, they, can, they can have Prestier as far as I'm concerned. I don't even reckon he's that good. Yeah, I he's a solid second-tier player. He's, he's, the last, he's the last thing they need. I disagree, but I also agree that... I, I disagree that he's no good. But I'm not I, saying he's no good, he can, he's just a player. He can go there, because we've already got four of him. Yeah, I've got... Yeah, he's just a player. I'd, 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 if, if O'Meara and Prestier are standing side by side, I'm not even looking at Prestier. I wouldn't. Is that because Admira's got a body of a god? <laughs> He's a good-looking rooster, isn't he? <laughs> Honestly, the only way we'd take Brestia would be some sort of deal for Swap. Andrew. How's the chats on this well, about that trading deal. Cunnington? Why does everyone That's... want to trade Cunnington? Because he's had a shit year. I disagree with the fact that we're going to trade him, but the answer is because he's had a shit year. He hasn't had a shit year. Did you see the stats they'll bring up with terms of ratings? I know we make fun of these champion data ratings. They are a bit stupid. And they showed him that a lot of his clearance numbers, everything besides tackling, has been below average. He's had a shit year for Ben Cunnington. For Ben Cunnington's standards, it's been shit. Sure. Oh. I'm saying that. He's still been bloody more than serviceable. Oh, bloody oath. But... Sure he has, but I don't, agree. I don't believe that we would have got any less service from playing Trent Dumont for 23 games. I do. I also agree with that. I think Cunnington is a much better option. Even when he's not fit, slash injured, slash out of form, slash whatever the fuck he is. I don't know. He's fit and in form. Of course he is. I, I think he's got bigger maintain, problems than Cunnington. The way I maintain he's that Cunnington's been year. better than Zeebel all year. I think that's horse crap. I think, I think Zeebel's last five weeks have been near on sh- I agree that he hasn't been as good in the second half of the season, but his first 11 weeks were better than every single game Cunnington's played this year. No, uh, yeah, I wouldn't agree with that. But I, There's a reason he has 45 coaches votes and Cunnington has about 10. Is that, is that the, the guy? Who do you think will be higher in the best and fairest? Zeebel. Easily. Really? <laughs> That's a, uh, equal. They'll be around the same mark. I, I reckon it'll be close as close. And I think, I think Cunnington it'll be, would it's have hard to say a lot because more. Because of the, the, whatever the new system is, the best 20 games or whatever, it... it Sort of takes a little bit of the consistency part out of it. It's true. It'll be interesting. I think with the year that, that Jack's had, he's actually probably put himself in a position where he won't be captain now. I think that J-Mac's come in and he's probably the heir apparent, I would have thought. I would agree. I um, put on outsider then, I reckon Tarrant. Tarrant I, 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 I don't know that Robbie wants it, but his on-field persona... Is perfect. For like him. I sit, I sit on the fence behind the goals, and I can hear him as oh, yeah. as well. And he, the amount incredible. of time, the amount of times, numerous players have tried to start, you know, the old chesty punch shit with him. He does not stop until he gets the last hit. 
<laughs> he does not take any crap, no matter who you are. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a massive Robbie Tarrant fan and have been for for a long time. I I don't think he'd want to. I think he. I think he should definitely be in the leadership group. And I think if yeah, it was just, if it was just purely an on-field role, he'd be great. But the fact that you have got to do more media and all that stuff, and I, I don't think I just don't think he likes it. My, my main knock on him is I don't think he wants it. As Philly said, I, I yeah. don't think he wants the off-field uh, stuff. Plus, His on-field leadership is fantastic, but yeah. the off-field stuff I don't think is suited to Robbie. Plus the age profile as well. If you're looking for a long-term captain, if we're doing a mini rebuild, he's uh, twenty-six. He's 27, isn't he? Tarrant, Tarrant I don't think he's a long-term issue. <laughs> anyway. And there's nothing wrong with him being the on-field captain and like a, a colleague would set up Trelaw or Adams. Who is it? Adams seems to be doing all the off-field captaining in terms of the media stuff. Well, I mean, you don't see Pendlebury in the media anymore. No reason we couldn't do that type of thing with Tarrant as the captain. Yeah. I think that's just the, the, the leadership group type mentality of of football nowadays is you never have one leader on the field and, and that's been apparent even for the last couple of years with Swallow and Zeeble and J Mac and all those leaders on the field but he's 28 next year there you go okay just as how old <laughs> how old Zeeble oh it's hard to check that Wikipedia away keep going <laughs> we'll talk while you're looking it up yeah I mean I I, I love J Mac don't get me wrong but I, I think Zeeble will be the king. I think they'll I think when they signed into the ridiculously long deal that they did last year, that the part of that was a uh, the captaincy thing. I think he probably signed for less money, long longer term, and and also the captain. Well, he's twenty six in February next year. Promise. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I, I think Zebel will make a really good captain. I think he will. I think he speaks really well. I think he he leads by example. The way he dropped Sam Mitchell earlier in the year had <laughs> yeah. had, cap, had captain fantastic. written. All over it, and he—he's oh, yeah. got that. He looks like a North Melbourne captain. I—I I, I don't. I mean, as much as I, again, as much as I love J Mac, I, I don't think he'll get the gig. Is it too early to talk about L Mac in the leadership group? If he had a played all season, I think he'd be in there. The fact that he—he's been out for so long is going to make that hard. Yeah, it's funny that in his first year, there there were people on the board calling him to be the paid captain, and then he had a drop in form in his second year, and people were off him like it, you wouldn't believe. We've missed him so much. The first year hype was as much about him being the under-18 captain about anything he's doing at this. I think he's clearly earmarked as a future leader, but he's not there yet. And in terms of the other two, I called 10 weeks ago or whatever it was when Zeeble was at the height of his form that he'd finally shown the consistency that was the only thing holding him back. Ironically, since then, he's had a bit of a form slump. (laughs) That was your fault. Yeah, apparently. (laughs) Um, we'll blame you then. <laughs> but I would, I would still agree with with Philly. But I, I think it's Jack next year. Um, obviously, Jamie's there or thereabouts, and probably gets vice. Um, but I, I kind of see him in a little bit of a similar vein, but not quite as much of, of Tarrant. Is that on the field? He's the general of the back line. He's leading everybody. I don't know that he's really the off-field captain. I, I think he's still a little bit in that Pirates mentality with Atley and a few of the other blokes that maybe need to grow up a little bit more, whereas Jack's come in since day dot and has been bossing around players that are 10 years older than him. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think it was Simpson said 
he showed up on the first day of training and was telling people where to stand in the center square drills. And he's like, who the fuck is this kid? <laughs> uh, anything else to add? List management, Harvey, Fredo, Dow, Petrie, anything to add before we move on? Well, I, yeah. Again, as we mentioned earlier, I mean, what's been lost is, is the respect to the other guys. And I know, to be honest, I thought we would have spent longer on Boomer than, than what we probably have, but that's no indication about a lack of love for him or anything because I think we've all read the posts and we've all been involved in it the last couple of days. But, I mean, Spud, Spud was an enormous servant of our club. Like, he, uh, he went harder at it wrestled more blokes and probably paid more fines than anyone else in the league <laughs> over the last five years. and Giving the most 50s away. Yeah, I think I, I, I think Boomer said something about it. He's, he's been his favourite teammate because he you just play a little bit better and you play a little bit harder when when Spud's around because he uh, he just gives everything for the club. And his, his wife wrote a really nice post yeah. about, about the club. That was yesterday. really good. Really good. And he just seems like a, like a ripping guy. And I hope that somehow the club keep someone like him around and on Nicky Dow I mean he's only been there a couple of years but I think he gave us that little bit of class that we we didn't have and we all when we when we picked up Nicky Dow we were all looking forward to seeing Dow and Boomer and Wells on the field together and (laughs) we didn't really get much of that in the early days and Bloody Petrie (laughs) yeah well we had we had Wells with the with the foot and then we had Dow did his hammy and missed a lot of last season and and then, and then, and then when we add Higgins to that mix as well, like it, it seemed like a lot of class to have in one side and to lose two of those guys that, with that class. And we don't know what, I mean, Wells will presumably play next year and, and obviously Higgins will keep playing, but to, to lose two of those guys with that real class. And I've said it a couple of times on podcasts recently that the, the stat that I keep reading is that the number one player for delivering the ball into the forward 50 over the last two years is Boomer and number two in the league is Nicky Dow. So we're, we're taking that out of our side and we're going to be left with Siebel bombing it in and Cunnington kicking it into the man on the mark. Gibson's hack. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I actually thought about that um, earlier and yes, it is a huge loss and there's no way we can replace that skill because he is the best in the business at it. It's very nice, sorry. At the same time, there's a little bit of Gary Ablett in it in, in terms of if they get the ball within 70, they're looking for one minute and we kind of do a little bit of the same thing. If we get the ball anywhere along the wing, half forward, we're looking for Boomer, and then he's that next kick, and he's terrific at it. But at the same time... Makes him a target. It's, it's, it's kind of holding back the development of, of other players to deliver those excellent passes. And, and Froggy's one example that jumps straight to mind. He's delivered some fantastic passes. It's a great call. And if Boomer's not there... Maybe he gets the chance to develop that skill a bit more and, and, and a bit quicker and we actually can replace him because while he's there, we're not thinking about replacing him. We're just thinking about winning. And the way we win is we get the ball into Boomer's hands within 70 metres. Yeah. I mean, I think I think very loosely that Petrie's replaceable, Spud's replaceable, Nicky Dell's replaceable. I, I don't think Boomer and the skill set that he brings is, is he never replaceable. never was either. No, I agree. I totally agree. And and had he gone at the end of next year, we'd probably be all saying, "Wow, how are we ever going to replace that?" Not. Exactly. I don't think. I mean, same it's, conversation, it's, no matter when it happens. It would have been. I don't think the angst would have been there if it had to happen next year, because I think if it had to happen next year, and the, the three guys that went yesterday went yesterday, and next year if you know Thompson or Wells or Hanson or whoever it is went, I, I just think 
and another year, and, he, and he, by then he would have played four fifty. I just, I just think people would have would have understood it a little bit better. But you're probably right. But the risk is, and we kind of keep saying this, and we've been saying it for six years. He'll slow down next year, and the risk is he goes on next year and still averages twenty and three, and we still have the same conversation of he's good enough to keep going. His genes are ridiculous. He is almost immortal, and he literally could play for another two or three years. And is that really... I mean, as much as we as fans would love to see that, and he, you know, we've all joked and dreamed about 500 and all these sort of things, is that the best thing for us to get number five? That's ultimately the decision that the clubs have to make. Yeah. And like we said earlier, it's a, it's a brave call that they've made. With the right. It's the call. hardest call. It's the, the hardest massive, call. massive call, and only time will tell if they're right. Unfortunately, I think it's going to cost the club a bit in the next couple of years, though. That's in what? In yeah. terms of members, and uh, admittedly, the the fans we probably don't really want, but shit, money. <laughs> they bring money in. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think, Good I think Boom, honestly, Boomer's Facebook any... posted ails a bit. I mean, people, people were yeah. just rabid because they thought that he was so angry and they were getting behind him and... I mean, surely, surely that protest was flogs the organising. I was just about to mention has been called off. Surely, uh, well, the if news was promoting is... it tonight, and it was on the news. The AFL website's interviewing so, the bird. I think that's all. So embarrassing. Oh, it's so it's embarrassing. pathetic. It's Richmond. They, it's not they, It's Richmond. If they want to change all that and they want to not lose as much money, make him a coach. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yep. But but at the same time, that's not. I agree that it would solve that problem, but it's not the reason to do it. I would sign out for a coach anyway, and if anybody who wants to hand in their membership off the back of one list management decision, which is ultimately what this is about, no one's handing in their membership because of Petrie and Dell and Farido. It's about Boomer's 12-month early, arguably, retirement, then good riddance. But if, if Hawthorne ring up Boomer tomorrow and say, come win a premiership, we'll pay you... 250 and North ring him up and say do you want to be a coach we'll give you 100 what's he going to say like he he wants to he, there's probably knowing Boomer he's probably the proudest footballer that I can remember he's going to want to prove a lot of people wrong he's going to want to put, prove Brad Scott Cameron Joyce all these blokes wrong and let's be honest he wants 450 he probably does I mean he I disagree I don't think he wants 450 as much as he wants another medallion yeah yeah, it, yeah, I, yeah he and that's why I said earlier, the only way he goes on and it's got nothing to do with 450, and it's got, I honestly don't think it's got anything to do with proving Cameron Joyce wrong, is the next medallion. And, and for that reason, a Hawthorne call would be tempting. And I would hate to see it, but as Philly posted earlier on the board, I can't begrudge him. We owe him nothing, he owes us nothing, we've had 21 years. I think if, we owe him nothing. If he years. wants to go on... <laughs> That's his call, but I don't expect him to. We'll see. Time will tell. A lot will have to do with how he finishes the finals or how we finish the finals. I guarantee he's going to finish really strong. I wouldn't be surprised if he was our best player on Saturday night and he was our best player in a fortnight of the final. He's a pretty proud man. I mean, when those those games when he got tagged and didn't get, you know, when was it Clint Jones smashed him and he only had oh, four, yeah. four possessions, then the next week he comes out and just went bang. And then 45 and three, I think it was, yeah, against West I mean, Coast. He, he kicked, the, kicked <laughs> the point of the century. He could oh. very well do something ridiculous. I was watching that in the highlights last night. <laughs> the, the, I mean, he's a he's a freak of nature and we've, we've really been lucky to have him. I mean, I, I posted that 
trying to explain it to the kids is, is was really difficult. And my little boy's been a bit upset. When, when I picked him up from school today, he said, who did we get rid of today? Like, he, he's really down in the mouth about... <laughs> about, about He'll Puma. be perfect for big footy. Get him yeah, on. <laughs> I know. He, mate, he's trying to open an account. I have to stop him because of all the... Just keep him out of and he'll be in. <laughs> he, um, but, but trying to explain, he goes, but he's still our best player. And I go, I know. He goes, so why? Why? And it's really, it's a difficult thing to explain to a kid that, that this guy who you've idolised, and I mean... He's only eight years old. I mean, it's obvious to say that every single time he's gone to watch North Melbourne play, Boomer's been out there, and and for that to to be no longer is a, it's a it's a difficult thing. And there's a, like again, what I said in the post today. I hope the club do something to give the and the, the fans that, that can't be there at the at the Sid an opportunity to to say goodbye. I hope they they organise something because I mean it's it's easy to say it's our last home game, game come to it then, but it's 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 different. I think I think you need an opportunity to do it. When the game's after not on, yeah, like a, organize a family day at the end of the year or something. Yeah. I mean, it depends. I mean, it depends where that finals game is too. I mean, shit. If we win the grand final, don't worry about it. We'll <laughs> we'll <laughs> do it at the grand final, final celebrations. Grade, but yeah. but if we, you know, if if it happens in a elimination final at Spotless Stadium in front of four thousand people, then I think we uh, we need to to do something else. Yeah, that's a terrific call. As soon as I heard this news, well, my. My second thought after processing it all was I'm absolutely going to Zubaka. Like, I have to go and, and say goodbye. But there's got to be an opportunity for all the other fans that can't do that to do it after they're done. And the sad reality is that's likely, like, their last game is likely to be interesting unless we pull off some sort of miracle. Well, I mean, how, without being silly, how good would it be to win on Saturday night and play the Bulldogs in a fortnight at the MCG. I mean, that's everyone's wet dream, surely. If we beat them, yes. I don't, yeah, I just want to get there. I mean, once we're there, once we're there, let's worry about beating them then. But I just want to play the Bulldogs at the MCG first week of the finals. I think it'd Dude, be... nothing would give me more satisfaction, oh. and that's quite big considering how much satisfaction I got from knocking Richmond out of the finals last year. Nothing I mean, that... would give me more satisfaction than knocking the freaking Bulldogs out of the finals. And the year before knocking Essendon out. I mean, it's just if we, if we went in, <laughs> in, a three, in a three-year stretch of knocking Essendon out, Richmond out, and the Bulldogs out. I, I mean, I, I don't care if we don't win a premiership for 10 years. That would be my piece de resistance. That's beautiful. <laughs> and, and on that, you, sorry, you, you just reminded me of, of something I was going to mention before, but I forgot. Um, Dell has copped a ridiculous amount of flack this year for being soft and not going contests, etc., etc. Dell's always that appreciate. <laughs> I know he has. He's playing. I mean, it's not a knock on him. He's always. So it's Jimmy Harvey. That's okay. That's the kind yeah. of players they are. But I just wanted to say, in appreciating the three years that he gives us, if not for Dell, we would have lost that final to Essence. Yep. He was the one that pulled the players together at half time and said, "This is bullshit. We're better than this. Give us a better effort in the second half." And they came out like a different team. If for nothing else. That was worth getting in for two or three years. Yeah, that was a gun. Well, thanks for that. We'll move just straight on. We'll skim through the rest of the sections because we've talked for a while now. Um, VFL, just very quickly, I'll just skim over. Um, we lost to the Bathwater Dogs quite badly, the VFL team. A uh, few players played fairly well. Um, Vickers Wills is just continuing another good year. He gave Stringer a bit of a bath and up forward. Not so much up the field. Stringer got a lot of the ball, but... Didn't do much with it, and Stringer's been kept out of the 
Bulldog side again this week. <laughs> <laughs> Such shit, Stone. Uh, yeah, it's worth it, isn't it? And I can't stand that guy. He's a he is. Uh, Clarkey got 25 disposals, 10 tackles. Good to see. Durden didn't do a heap. Fordham, 23 disposals. Not a heap with it. Mitch Hibbert got a lot of the ball, but apparently butched it, according to everyone watching. Luke McDonald had a good return. 60% of the time, got 20 disposals off half-back. That's not bad work. And the rest, Pris got his... Um, Flags lowered a little bit with only three disposals. It's not great. Anyway, um, yeah, that's really it. It wasn't a great week, and basically, I think this is the last week against Sandringham at Avalon Airport at 2 o'clock on Sunday. And yep, so we'll move straight on to questions because you guys already read the VFL, so it doesn't. I don't need, really need to go over that. Now we'll go straight to the questions, as I said. Um, preferred finals opponents. This is from. I can't even pronounce his name, so I'm not going to bother. <laughs> um, Jay-Z, preferred finals opponents besides the Dogs. Any? Um, well, Dogs is obviously first preference. Um, second preference, given our options, oh, it's a tough call. I, I think um, the only reason I was, I'm going to say West Coast slightly because of the nicknet factor. I think that's a huge loss for them. Um, at the same time, there's a little bit of hope that I still hold that GWS are going to fall apart in their first final. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe Bulldogs first, West Coast second, and GWS third with a little bit of optimism. Fair enough. I think it's GWS without that. First preference. Yeah. After the Bulldogs, I mean, that was yeah. excluding the dogs. So yeah, the, the, the big... I mean, GWS are a way better team than West Coast, but the finals experience is that sort of unknown... And the Nick Nat factor has me slightly leaning towards West Coast. Only yeah, but Nick, Nick Nat's out for the rest of the year, isn't he? Nick Nat's out for the whole of next year. In mm. Jesus. The only problem with West Coast is that it's in West Coast. Yeah, yeah the, the, the four-goal head start with the umpires. <laughs> oh. they, did, they did beat us there earlier this year comfortably without Nick quietly. But, yeah, but they won with um, Mr. Mark Getz here. They seem to keep getting for their home games, which is ridiculous. Can I throw in one in from left field? I, do you know who I'd love to play? If it's not the Bulldogs, I'd love to play Hawthorne at the. Oh yeah. yeah, I think I think this year we've we've played them twice. We smashed them in the first game, kick a goal and got beaten. In the second game, after quarter time, we competed really well, but we were just short of men. I mean, if we bring a few back, I think Luke McDonald was given Cyril his only bath for the year in the first time we played <laughs> him up till half time. And then if things are going pear shaped, what we could do is line Spud up on the backside of the of the yeah. square, and he could just run through Jordan Lewis, and it would be really oh. <laughs> wouldn't that be amazing? Can you hit Sam Mitchell or Luke? Just I, th- I think all of them. Be, Why not all three? Come on, it'd be fun. <laughs> I think I think it'd be a really fun night at the G if we played Hawthorne in a final. I agree, and the only reason I actually excluded them was because they're not going to finish bottom four. So Why not? Uh, we can play them in second. I was choosing between the teams that. I but think why, but why can't Hawthorne finish fifth? Hawthorne can finish fifth. Mathematically, yes, but I don't think they will. So my preferred opponent would be Sydney in October. Yeah. 20-year <laughs> like reunion, grand final versus Sydney. Let's do it. That'd be nice. That'd be good. Right, next question. Quiv. Um, this is from your old mate Gasso, so roll your eyes. In advance. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that because I did roll my eyes. <laughs> How come it's taken seven years for Scots to be a bit of a campaigner? 
<laughs> Mate, Scott's been a cunt since day one. Whoa! Oh! <laughs> Wait, that's, that's <laughs> the word. Here. Where, where's the Scott filter? <laughs> I'm sorry, but I can't hide my feelings for that bloke. <laughs> that's why we wish you would wait on it. Uh, ask me Brad Scott questions. <laughs> oh, it's because I got that reaction here. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I'll give you these other questions then. Well, um, Nick Dalsano will now be entered in the Royal Melbourne show. Now he has time in his hands as a prize shit lymphomy. <laughs> Why do you give me the stupid questions? Guess <laughs> stop asking stupid questions. Oh, that's not even the worst one. His worst one was how many KFCs are there between Wallen and Sydney. Was that his podcast question or just a question in general? That was his podcast questions. <laughs> yeah, I'll take these podcasts very seriously, Gasso. This isn't the footy show. Right, I'll give you a proper one from GN80. He's a nice, proper, logical poster. Does Damien Barrett need to um, basically shut up? You know, glass houses and all that. Easy. It's yeah. not exclusive to Damien Barrett. Bloody all the media that think they're the news. Uh, Nathan Buckley said it perfectly on 360 the other week about that. Just report facts. Don't... Don't go trying to make the story yourself because you make up some story, some other idiot from another media outlet runs with it and then it just snowballs into some factual thing. Yep, agreed. Only forwards. This is from Mutley Footy 5. Will we see mental strength or not from the team on Saturday night? I will be up for it. We'll be up for the game, no doubt about it. That's good to hear. You guys agree? Yeah, I, I think we'll win if that... If that says anything, I think I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a really good game. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I am um, given the the record that Burma has in his milestone games. <laughs> I would be shocked if for his last home game, if we show up, put it in I was extremely confident going into this game up until two weeks ago when I saw them live. Uh, not so confident anymore. When you saw who live? GWS. Who'd they play? They played West Coast, and it's a game they shouldn't have lost. It shouldn't have been as close as it was, but they absolutely tore West Coast apart with their slick ball movement and then their quick ball movement. It was they're going to tear our slow, slow midfield apart. Tore them think? apart to the point where West Coast won a game outside of Perth. <laughs> uh, look, I don't know how it happened. It was it was a really bizarre game. It was a really really good game, but. I think to be fair, possible. I only saw the last two minutes, so I can't really comment on what happened, but it, it was kind of a... The umpire's helped. <laughs> yep. Righto. Um, in terms of questions, that's really it, because the rest of them are just gasso questions, so if you kind of just <laughs> skim over them, that's all right. I know, I know it pisses you off that we don't answer most of these questions. <laughs> uh, and we've answered a few of them already. Like, he's asked about list culling. We've talked about that. Besides Nahas and Ray, we don't really expect many more, do we? Uh, many more. No, probably not. You can't, yeah, you can't do more than, say, seven. That's just ridiculous in terms of delistments, etc. It'll be interesting. I am interested to see if Wells decides to... I think he'll go next year, to be honest. I think he's playing, uh, very, in a lot of pain. Yeah, I don't trust him. But I, I had sort of assumed, as most people have, from yesterday's announcement that it meant wait and Wells one year this, but that's yet to be. Just think... quickly, do, do people think we're going to get anything at all for Aaron? No. No. But he's, he's contracted for next year, isn't he? Yep. Yep. So we, we keep him then? Possibly. Uh, it depends. The only, he's bait. Yeah, it's one of those things where if someone's willing to take his full contract, I'd take not a whole lot for him. 
Yeah. If we're still paying his salary, then he can sit on our list. Well, he, he could be steak knives for Amira. Or five. <laughs> is, there any, is there any chance that a list manager just hasn't been watching North Melbourne games and we can send him a highlight video of a few years ago? <laughs> just I think um, they work with St Kilda. That'll be about it. Do duo at Essendon might be a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could send him the uh, short Huntley video. <laughs> God, it won't be a very long video. No, no, the video of him announcing that they yeah. shot Huntley at the trial. <laughs> 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 Basically, it's just efficiency going inside 50 kilders, and we don't have any decent crummers, really, at the moment. It'd be good to have Higgins back, I tell you. We need that class going inside 50. We just bombed it too much. Um, the effort was there. The pressure was... We pretty much out-pressured Sydney, which is probably the positive factor out of that. Our defence was pretty good, except for some moments, and <coughs> Lockie. Um, Atley, I thought, actually had a better game. One of his better games in the past few weeks. Some might disagree with that. Uh, really frustrating game, guys. Really was. Uh, did you take anything out of it? Only forwards. We just continue to do what we've done for a long time. Um, watching that Sydney putting the player behind the ball and then just us kicking it to it reminded me of a, a few years ago when we played Hawthorne at Etihad and Luke Hodge just set up behind the ball and just directed play and we just kicked it to him all day. And that was like at least two years ago, and we're doing the same basic mistakes as we were and it's it's just frustrating yeah uh, I won't ask Quiv because apparently he didn't watch it again so <laughs> no. uh, Philly anything to add well, you're not going to believe this but it's the only game that I haven't seen at all for the year either and probably won't go out of my way to watch it seeing as we lost because I just get frustrated but from, I mean from what I read it was, uh, it was a game we should have won it's, um, I listened to it on the radio and it felt like we uh, we dominated big sections of the game, but just didn't take advantage of it. Especially that was at the second quarter. We really had a lot of the ball, and oh, we just butchered it. We couldn't kick it yeah. off. Have lives. I mean, and that's been an ongoing theme for the year. I mean, longer than a year. Yeah, you probably yeah, but it's been a real feature this year. I think our goal kicking hasn't it more so than other years. Last ten weeks have been pretty. Even then, before even in our wins, like against the Dogs, we should have thumped them by forty points the first time. Yeah, I mean, it's this, and it seems to be the same uh, people that. Yeah, they think they're the one. Yeah, I mean, I love Drew Petrie, but I'm not going to miss his uh, his goal kicking at all. Not going to be something that I. Miss oh, he did that on the weekend too. To be fair, I know I was waiting terrific. for it. <laughs> the last four weeks, he's kicked a straight and narrow. I know he's much maligned for his goal kicking, but he's been very good lately. Has he? Oh yeah. Last four or five weeks, he's probably 80%. It's been one of those things where it's kind of funny because, as you said, he's much more lying for his goal kicking and he takes a shot from 40 out and you kind of hold your head in your hands and then he goes, oh, he kicked it. Good. <laughs> well, he kicked one goal too on the weekend. I'm talking about the previous weeks. Come on. I'll stay, guys, before we move on. I was just I didn't see the whole guys, but... As much as it was kind of frustrating that, from all accounts, we probably should have won, much like the Hawthorne, or past the Hawthorne game and the, the first Hawthorne game, I honestly expected us to get thumped, so I was pleasantly surprised <laughs> that Sydney had 
as I said in the last week's podcast, I drink the high. Um, had a whole lot of hopes for that game, given Sydney an average winning margin of about 70 points from their previous couple of games. So the fact that we were actually competitive and, and held our own, even though we probably should have won and didn't, is encouraging. And hopefully with a few players back, that uh, leads to a good sign for having a bit of a crack in finals. Right, Well, we're straight on to preview right now. We won't spend a heap of time on it, since we've been going pretty long thus far. So, ins and outs, no change for the Giants, no surprise there. Uh, Luke McDonald, Sean Higgins is a welcome return. They don't expect a heat from him, returning from injury. Uh, Thompson's out with injury, and Brad McKenzie's out. I thought Mullet might have been, but I've been convinced otherwise by the others. In terms of emergencies, Clark, Pippett, Wagner, and I'm surprised Vickers Wills isn't in the emergencies. That's a bit of a surprise to me. And GWS, they've got Jake Steele, Stewart, and Adam Kennedy as the emergencies. So, really, matchups, how are we looking, guys? If you've got them in front of you. I'm so, just excited with our wins. Our wins are awesome. I want to see Vickers Wills in, but I kind of understand why we didn't go of it. Yeah. I've been waiting, and let's let's say six weeks to be generous, because I think he was interested in round seven. They gave us a ten-week diagnosis. It's now round twenty-three. I've been waiting for at least six weeks for Sean Higgins to come back, because God, do we miss him? And El Mac probably played his best game of the year against Hawthorne, and then did a Tammy chasing Cyril down, which, in my opinion, was worth it. But <laughs> well, one question: Where, where's Jacobs? How far away is Jacobs? He pulled up. Uh, all reports, both, both Jacobson were played VFL last week, pulled up sore as all hell, and aren't going to go this week. Damn it, Next week, it's a very tough call. Um, arguably, I personally would risk Jacobs, but not right. But we could have used Jacobs this week. Really, uh, against Shield, against Whitfield, against Cornelio. It's green. We gave you a bath last I would have been a lot more comfortable seeing Jacobs play this week, and I would have been a lot more comfortable seeing Waite play this week just to prove that he's fit. I fully expect Waite to be in next week, but it's a risk, and Jacobs is kind of the same thing. I kind of like that Jacobs isn't playing it. I mean, it's a game that, as much as we really want to win because we want to play the Bulls flogs at the MCG, it's, it's, a, it's a game that I think it's going to be fun just to go head-to-head with them. And I, I think it's going to be pretty free-flowing and, and high-scoring because of the, the nature of the way that, that they play. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy with it. And, and obviously, if Jacobs hurt his foot again last week and was unable to play this, this week just gone, I, I would be shocked if Jacobs came in again this year. Yeah, you don't fuck around with feet. No. If, he, if his foot's... I mean, shit, if he, if he was to go down in next week's final or the week after, whenever it is, if he was to go down with another foot, that would be his pre-season gone. I don't, I, it's not worth it at all. So I'd, if he's if he's done now, I'd be putting him in cotton wool. Um, I think Sammy Wright, with his ankle, could come in and, for the final, though, if he's OK. If I kind of get where you're coming from. Like, losing a player in the first quarter is a huge deal, and if you think it's going to risk his pre-season. But if we're serious about going deep into this finals, then there's been a lot of debate about whether we are with... Yesterday's announcement. <laughs> I think Jacobs is a must. Well, I he, think he's he our was most a, important player. He was a critical player of last year's fight. Yeah, but I agree. But if he's not right, yeah, I, I, I'm saying yeah, if he's not right. But I don't. I don't think it's a matter of 
you err on the side of caution. I think it's if you think he's right, give it a go, and let's give it a crack. Like, I mean, the the bye week's going to make it interesting. I mean, he he essentially, I would imagine, blokes like him and Wright and Wait next weekend when there's no game would get a a fairly hefty uh, fitness test. Mm-hmm. And, and a pretty heavy training session because they've got to get some K's in the legs anyway. But it'd be almost, I would imagine they'd almost do a, a match simulation where they've got to run as, as much as they would normally run in a game. And if they, if they get through that stuff, then, then let's play all three of them. If yeah, they, and that's, if, that's if they part don't of why I, um, I was surprised not to see more in this week because I sort of expected that John Higgins straight off the bat. El Max had a week in the Presumably pulled up okay, um, but I expected more of a let's try them in at AFL level, and if they pull up sore, they've got two weeks for a final. Approach. Is Mason Wood any chance for the final, or is he done? No, he's done. Is he done? Done. I'm actually surprised that waits a chance, but from all reports, he's cherry ripe, and they're just being conservative and waiting for next week. Um, we'll just go straight on to matchups now. Um, there's a background noise that is. Um, in terms of their forwards, uh, we're gonna go in a little undersized by the looks of it. Um, Jeremy Cameron Tarrant. Uh, if you don't agree or agree, just get shout out. I, um, I don't think so. I think Jeremy Cameron runs too far up the field. So what a Ferrito on Cameron? I think so. We're giving up a bit of height, but. I think Frito's probably our best match for him. Yeah, because yeah. Patton's just yeah, too big a boy. He's a Hawkins type. He's too big. Patton is a is a mountain man. He's Tarrant's gonna have, yeah he's gonna have to work hard to beat Patton. Yeah. Uh, Hanson's There's sort of two things there. One, you, you've you've somewhat reminded me that Robbie Tarrant was unbelievable on Saturday, and we didn't sort of mention that in the review. Um, and two is yeah, I'd absolutely send him to Patton. Yep, and Lob will send Hanson. Just yeah. need, um, Stevie J's an interesting one. There could be a few that can go to him. I see Atley going to Devin Smith. Can Wright come off the bench and just belt Stevie J? I wish. <laughs> uh, Lukey McDonald's not a bad matchup though. J Mac can play that role, but I can't yeah, see. I think Jack it'll Mac. be one of. I think it'll be one of the two. Because J Mac can play on Hopper. Because Hopper kind of goes between wing and half forward anyway. Uh, even Tomlinson can go forward, and McMillan can or McDonald can pick him up. Either way, because Tomlinson's not great as a forward, I don't think. Anyway, he's named on the wing, but he does push forward. Um, yeah, both Almack and Wright have been that. And it sounds kind of silly given you know, last week's team we had arguably four tools. This week we've only got three, but both Almack and Wright have played taller than their position. Yeah. Uh, midfield matchups. Uh, do we see Gibson doing a job on anyone on the outside? I don't expect to, I think. On the Toby Green, maybe? Given the the risk that if we lose, we play them again next week, I kind of expect a head-to-head scenario and any sort of uh, match-ups that you might have in mind, you save for a final. Or you'd send him to someone different like we did last year where we sent J-Mac, uh, Jacobs to yeah. Martin and then the next week he Just made stop them and then... Yeah. And curiously, if we um who what are GWS's options for opponents first round of the final? In terms of potential. Yeah, um, so we, we obviously either get the dogs or the giants. Who do they get? Are they um, the dogs or us? Summed it up. I'll have to have a look. I'll get back to you on that, Quiv. 
because um, the AFL summed it up on one of their articles earlier in the week, and I didn't read it. I should have. I wonder, like, they're not going to want to win if it means they're going to play, you know, Adelaide and Adelaide, for example. Well, well I don't think they can. They're not going to play Coast. Adelaide. Um, I think if I, I, we can't move from eight, um, but everyone so else can move. If we beat them, they potentially drop to sixth. Um, if the West Coast somehow get across Adelaide, which I kind of don't Might expect, um, they could potentially play the Bulldogs, or if they beat us and help freezes over, they could sneak into the top four and play Sydney. But no, nah. what'll what'll happen is that if if they lose to us, they'll play West Coast at spotless, almost guaranteed. How bigger? Well, the Bulldogs will beat Freo enough to get twelve percentage points on West Coast. What do you mean? They don't have to. Oh, right, so the Bulldogs get four point. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I see what you're saying. West, Co- West Coast will West Coast will lose to Adelaide tomorrow yeah, night. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, I see what you're saying. Yep. So it's almost in GWS's best interest not to win. They they'd probably rather play West Coast. I'd imagine. If it, I mean, I know they lost to them lately, but that was only because of Nick Nat. Yeah, but they match up well on them. They really do they? Oh, uh, I think yeah. the leg speed they do. Yeah. As I said, the, the arms helped them back into the game the other week. Has GWS yeah. ever beaten North Melbourne? No, never gotten no. close. Ryan Bastonet got 40 positions against them, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, they either, they either play us or they play West Coast. I don't, yeah, whether they'd probably rather win going into the finals, have a week off. They'd rather go, go rather go in on a win than, than toss the game. If they win and Hawthorne lose, they could end up playing Sydney and Sydney. Yeah, but Hawthorne are playing Collingwood. I know. Yeah. yeah. Round 23, strange things happen. Yeah, if the results go to the favourites, just say... Four points are shocking percentage, so if they lose, they're out of the top four. Yes, that's <laughs> true. And, um, then we play, and then we play Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if results go as expected, with the favourites winning every single game, with Adelaide beating West Coast, we'll Never be playing dogs first week. <laughs> we'll be playing dogs, and GWS will be hosting West Coast, which will favour them. I think both sides. And that's, that's assuming if, that's we win. if we beat. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. assuming. No, win. I'm quite confident we can beat them. I think I know we've mentioned leg speed, skill, and you're right there, Cliff. They're very good side, but they had the leg speed last year. We still belted them. But in essence, if if they win. They may get to fourth and play Sydney or Adelaide if they absolutely spank West Coast. Um, or more likely they'll be playing us again the following week. Yeah, that's really it. The real result is the Adelaide West Coast and us versus. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like the whole picture will become a whole lot clearer after Friday night. Yeah, exactly right. Like going into the Saturday games, Sydney is going to know what they need to do to finish top or second, depending on where they want to finish. And it may well suit them better to finish second. <laughs> I think there's going to be a little bit of manipulation in the Saturday night results. Uh, just finishing off on the matchups, Phil Davis, we expect to go to Petrie. Yeah, and yep. Brown. Brown will probably get Patful. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Wilson, probably Dorr. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Wilson's a taller defender than Shaw and Williams. Yeah. And I can see him running off there thinking they can run off him a bit. And I see Heath Shaw lining up on Thomas to rebound the other way as well. And Zach Williams to sit on Harvey. I'm tipping Lindsay Thomas to kick five goals on Saturday night. <laughs> I was about to say, if, uh, if, if Shaw thinks he can run off Thomas this he, week... He did it last time. He got I know it last time, but I know that Lindsay bleeds blue and white, and this is a special week for our club. Lindsay loves Boomer more than 
Exactly. Yeah, well, love more that's... than anyone. Love there, are, there, there are two people that almost could more get than Lindsay... Boomer and Spoomer. Yeah. Yeah. There are, there are two people that could get Lindsay to run through brick walls. One of them is Boomer, the other is Daniel Well. Yeah. Yeah. He'll, uh, Lindsay will. He'll leave knock someone out. Or yeah, he could do anything, Lindsay, on Saturday night. He could kill someone or he could kill yeah. six. I don't know. Like, I, I'd be tipping Lindsay to have a really big game. Agreed. Right, uh, we're going to bother with the courage this week. I don't think they've got anyone eligible. They're too good. Uh, Brad Scott. <laughs> yeah, oh, Zach Williams. Honestly, they have too much talent. Yeah, they, they do. They do. Like, even Stevie J, like, we joke about him, like, but he's still a very good player. But the best nomination, I actually thought about this before, the best nomination I can come up with, and this is indicative of GWS, is Ryan Griffin. Really? Interesting. I, I, I don't know. Well, who's Haynes? Is Haynes? Would Haynes be eligible? Oh, who knows? Oh, they've got so many weird name players. <laughs> I mean, they're guns everywhere. You look. Yeah, it's just background draft picks across the board. Even their bench is really good. Uh, I don't know. Their emergencies yeah. are good. Jack Steele and James Stewart and Adam Kennedy, they're, they'll all be getting games at most. Yeah, it's freaking crazy. They're all top 22 players anywhere else. Yeah, it's seriously out there. Jake just, Steele, I'll take it up. The team of guns, but... Uh, no, you are. Toby Green. Because I hate the Bulldogs. <laughs> Toby Green's probably my favourite player in the AFL. I cannot wait to see him live. More than Sean Atley. Yeah, I, I absolutely love Toby Green. Just the what way do he goes you love about, about Toby Green? He's got absolutely no right to be as good as he is and as <laughs> tough as he is. He's just this little blob of a man. He's a, he's a jet. I, I absolutely love him. I totally did not expect you to say that. But this is well, a North I'm... Melbourne podcast, not a... GWS podcast, so I'll keep yeah. my love for him away. <laughs> I was about to say, put your erection away and then he's back to North Melbourne, mate. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Righto, guys. We'll finish up there. We've gone way overboard, as I expected we would. So I'd like to thank you all for jumping on. That was very good. Thanks for that. Thanks, boys. Thanks, guys. And thanks for listening, guys. I know it was a long podcast, so I do apologise about that, but I hope you enjoyed it and hopefully we can get a big win. By the way,